Today's episode is brought to you by Five Line Designs. Bring your brand to light with Five Line at fivelinedesigns.com. Here at Five Line, we like to ask, what can we do for you? We're here to help you and your business grow from all angles. Whether it's building the voice of your brand, redesigning your assets, or building out a website, Five Line is here to help you step your game up and beat out the competition. No matter what stage you're in, whether you're just starting or you've been up and running for many years, make your next move your best move by working with Five Line. You won't regret it. Schedule a meeting to see what we can do for you today at FiveLineDesigns.com. Welcome to the Business Grind, where we give you an inside perspective on what it takes to start, build, and run a successful business. Here are your hosts, Danny Shaw and Sean Michael Wellington. All right, all right, here we go. Hello to everyone in podcast land today. Thanks for joining us. As usual, Sean, how are we doing today? How are we feeling? Feeling good this week and ready to talk about some cost of doing business. The cost to be the boss. <laughs> That's what we talk about. We are talking about the cost of business, the cost you know associated with starting a business, uh, what you need to consider, what you may not need to consider, and so forth. We, we decided to touch upon this topic because usually we get a lot of questions uh, relating to business, but one of the main questions is how much, you know, how much does it cost to start a business? Uh, what are the associated costs and so forth and so forth, right? Um, and it started getting those questions so much, we said, hey, let's just do a topic or an episode about that, right? So that's where we're at today. So Sean, where would you like to start in regards to costs and things that need to be considered? Oh, hold on. Maybe we should. We got to do our disclaimer, right? Well, that we're not uh, <laughs> yeah. financial, financial advisors. Oh, yeah, yeah. Our perspectives. So. Yes, yes. So we. Yes, oh, let's, let's do that. We don't want. We don't want the heat. The internet heat. So of course, you know, this goes without saying, but we must say, you know, this is our perspective. These are things that we think you should consider. Uh, or be aware of as you are starting your business. Of course, these things will vary and change depending on your business, your location, and you know what areas. So, you know, take that how you may. But we will dive into things that we are aware of, things that we've uncovered, and based off our experiences. So, Sean, yeah. where would you like to start? Well, I think one of the and uh, we'll probably get into specifics of you know fixed costs and reoccurring costs versus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one-off costs or things that are per project or per item, depending on what your business is. Mm -hmm. But I think a good place to start that kind of affects everyone the same is probably your logo, right? The Mm -hmm. cost of creating your branding, whether it's a logo, whether it's an animation, whether it's a sign, you know, whatever the branding is for your business, that's Mm going to be one of the first things you end up paying for because that's the physical representation of your business. So, Okay. I would definitely agree with that. So, Regardless of the industry, generally speaking, you need some form of identification to, you know, brand your company, uh, something that identifies who you are, who you, what you're about, and so forth. So with that comes the logo design, right? Uh, of course, there may be some businesses that say, hey, we don't need a logo. We're just going to, you know, you know, set it up in Microsoft Word and so be it. But I think from the perspective of an industry that me and Sean work in, you definitely uh, is worth investing in a logo to represent your business if you are trying to uh, 
gain new clients or just start your business out the gate, right? Now, yeah, and it's the method of, uh, I mean, just a method of visibility, right? right. You know, people want to associate your, like, you recognize the Pepsi colors and logo sometimes before you, you know, actually see the bottle of the can, right? Mm-hmm. No matter what kind of product it's on, you know that logo. So it's about brand recognition, uh, recognition as much as uh, anything. For sure, for sure. So with that being said, what would you estimate or, you know, tell someone, advise their budget should be for a logo design? Everything, like you said, is depending on your industry mm-hmm. um, and certain industries. If you're in a tech space, that may be something, you know, if you're making that, you maybe want to invest a little more in that than, say, if your business um, is, uh, I don't know, retail or something where the product is what you're selling versus the vision of, of a service or the vision of a, of a platform. So, I mean, it does vary, but I've seen on Fiverr, I've seen logo creation, you know, people able to create those for you as low as $75, you know, um, mm-hmm. I've, I've probably seen some lower rates than that too. But mm-hmm. I mean, that seems like a good starting point around $75. You can get a basic logo created for you in this, in a generic style that you can probably customize, you know, as you go along. Mm-hmm. See, we're about to fight. I can't believe you're telling people to pay $75 for a logo. I mean, no. I, went lowest, <laughs> I went to the lowest possible, you know. Uh, I don't know. That, again, you get what you pay for, right? Mm-hmm. So if that's a big part of your branding. Right, right. Uh, right. And how it looks. I don't know if I advise you to right. pay that low, right? <laughs> yeah, so uh, obviously my bias as a designer, my design background is going to have me say $75, right? But no, yes, you can get a logo for $75. Uh but you do pay for what you get. One thing I will say, uh, wherever you go to get your logo, there's a variation in price. Like I've seen sites, you know, those those uh, clickbaity type sites where they get a logo for a dollar or <laughs> something like that. So, you know, if you're really not too, you know, really don't hold much weight to how your logo looks and you just want something out there, it, it can get really cheap. Um, but again, you do pay for you know, you get what you pay for. I would say budget-wise, if you are, you know, really looking at it from a perspective of longevity and, you know, this is my identity, this first step to building my brand and image and service or product, I would say, you know, somewhere between, you know, a 250 to 500, you know, to get started would be, you know, a fair budget, which may be a little bit out of the range for some people. But I feel somewhere in between the middle is a good spot. You know, around $300 is what you should budget for uh, if you are uh, looking for a logo design. If you can get it for less and, and get it for less at a good quality, go ahead. You know, but if not, not, you know, I think that's a fair area to range in. Of course, we all seen stories of companies and corporations spending tens of thousands of dollars for a logo, uh, and that's also warranted and well worth the design effort in those circumstances as well but we're talking about from a perspective of starting your own business and coming out the gate right right and then i think you know my rule of thumb in general um which applies to so many things in business i think mm-hmm. is you know you can get it fast done fast mm-hmm. cheap or well right. you can't get it done all three so you can mm-hmm. get two out of the three right. so you know if you're if you're paying a lot of money 
and you want it turned around fast as well, you know, the quality may suffer. Mm-hmm. But if you, you know, you're giving somebody the time and the money for the high quality, mm-hmm. you know, you'll, you might get something closer to what you're looking for. So it's just, you got to take account which variables are most important for you and your business. So right. between those three. Exactly, exactly. Indeed. And so, okay, so we have logos. What else would you put there as a, as a cost to be associated with starting your business? Almost any business, uh, you're going to have, whether it's third-party, vendors, contractors, whatever it is, you're going to have staff, people doing the actual work. Mm-hmm. If you are if you have a, um, you know, a retail business and you're selling a product or merchandise, you know, the cost of getting those shipped and getting those sent down and getting those made, all those things, you know, mm-hmm. those count as the vendor costs. So mm-hmm. I would say the cost of doing business is the overall discussion. So literally whatever, whether it's people... Um, or whether it's a, a digital service, just your staff is probably the second thing that comes to mind. Mm, see, so that's interesting you mentioned that because I guess it's also about this is where it really is going to boil down to your service or product and business and industry that you are starting up in, right? Um, we haven't really gotten into whether your business is a service or a product or so or a hybrid of both and what you necessarily do. To be honest, uh, I never really take staff into consideration when I'm starting a business, actually. Um, because usually I'm trying to do everything on, on my own uh, early on in the game, especially, you know, with starting up, ramping up. Obviously, you can't do everything by yourself, but I try to keep things at a very low budget for uh, freelancers and, and help along the way early on. So it is something I consider, but it's usually not top of mind, actually. Now, I'll ask you a follow-up to that. When you go into a business situation where you are doing a lot of the work yourself, do you take into account, okay, well, what would this line item that I'm working on, what would it cost for me to pay somebody to do this and take it off my plate? Because I always go with stuff like, man, okay, I've done this, and I'm doing this now in the startup phase and in in the bootstrapping phase, but Mm -hmm. what would it cost to pay somebody to do this when I'm doing it? Right now, I think about stuff like that. I mean, I do think of stuff like that. I I definitely do, and um, it's beyond the budget. (laughs) So, uh, you know, usually, uh, I think it's with, uh, I usually think about the conversation we had with Mark Testa for his episode. Like, at a certain point, you have to transition from doing the work to managing the work, and that's when I usually start thinking about it uh, afterwards. Like, now we've gotten the business up and running. You know, we end up, we're in a good, nice little groove. Now, how do, you know, we transition? What type of people would be needed to fill in those roles so that I can manage the business a bit more and not doing it directly on a day-to-day business? And that's usually when I start thinking about cost and, you know, what that will look like and so forth. But early on, when it's just to start the business, I usually don't, um, I guess it's my blind spot or block. I don't usually incorporate that into my cost association. And it may be a chicken and egg situation, right? Because you, it seems like you're strategic with it. You're going into like, okay, I can do this task mm-hmm. um, until I can't anymore, or until the, or until I have the money to uh, to outsource it or to yeah. pass it off. So yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah. And I also think is I will say one thing I, I also realize is that <clears throat> for me, I like knowing all the ins and outs of the business. Even if I can't execute it all and do it all and maintain it long term, I do get a sense of enjoyment knowing I built it up from scratch and I know all the nooks and crannies so that when I am bringing someone else in to start helping and stuff, not saying like I'm judging them, but like I know if worst case scenario happened, I if I had to, I can get in and still do it 
as opposed to being uh, at a disadvantage and at, a, at their mercy. Definitely cost for staff should be uh, associated uh, and considered for your business, especially if you're in a business that is going to require a large team, not even a team in general, to start the business and get it running and going. Definitely need to consider the cost of that. I mean, I'm sh I know we're going to get into the things that uh, the cost of starting the business, but do you notice anything that people always spend money on that aren't necessary do you find any patterns uh that you see in that regard like people will buy this and it's like well you don't really need that yet why'd you spend your money on that could have gone elsewhere i don't necessarily see things that people buy and say oh they shouldn't have brought it or i mean or invested money in what i do usually see is that they've invested money in the wrong things in the wrong time for the business so it's not like they shouldn't have done it, but the, I would say there probably was some other things they could have invested in first prior to um, prior to that, right? Right, uh, right. Or, or prior to other things that they didn't think about. So, for instance, actually, this is going to lead to a good segue. I remember this is the wave for a while. I remember for a while the wave was to, you know, you start a business, you launch a website, XYZ, uh, you tell everybody about it, you send a newsletter. Um, and say, hey, we launched a business and everybody likes it and, you know, congratulations on launching that site or the business. And then uh, six months later, you wouldn't hear from anybody. You wouldn't, hear, you wouldn't even hear about the business, right? Um, and what, what usually has happened is that there was so much effort and energy to launching or putting it out there, but the focus wasn't to see if it was actually sustainable and can last long, right? So... They, they, they didn't necessarily do anything wrong as far as what they invested in. They invested in their logos, their website, and all that good stuff, but uh, still wasn't able to see if their business was viable or sustainable or if they could sustain it with whatever else they had going on in their life, right? Um, so that, I would say, is more so not that they wasted, but at what step did you invest? Was it the right step and right time? So spending a lot of money on a sizzle, but not investing in the steak. Oh right. man, bars! You got bars, nice. Okay, yes, that's exactly <laughs> you. All my words, you condensed it and put it right up. Yes, that's exactly what I was saying. Yes, thank you. Um, which also leads us to the next cause. I think um, websites. I am going to be biased. I think you need a digital digital presence uh, when you when you start in a business nowadays. You can obviously start a business and be very successful without a digital presence so that's not to say you can't survive without a website at all i do think uh with the age and, and the time that we're in especially COVID, but pre-covid I, I felt this way but COVID now has really really uh uh accelerated that notion that you know a digital presence of some sort is definitely needed now you know, you could say a website, fine. You could say just making sure that you have the social media handles set up on, a, you know, so you have an Instagram or Facebook or Twitter account, um, you know, fine as well. I don't really, you know, the, the right answer is really going to depend on the business and your industry. But what I will say is that at some point, you know, a digital presence of some sort is is needed and warranted. Right? Yeah, I mean, I think the value in a website, and correct me if there's something I'm forgetting, but it seems to be to twofold, really. It's visibility for whatever your business is mm -hmm. and uh, 
a way to transact customers, get them to purchase your good or service. Mm-hmm. Like those are the two main reasons for it. So if you're building a website and it doesn't serve either of those purposes, mm-hmm. what's what's the point of your website mm-hmm. at that? So right, exactly. Uh, so you know, for some people, but I also say I also say that with the caveat, you have to know what your expectations are, right? Um, sometimes a website can be an investment that you may not see immediate gains uh, right away on the balance sheet, right? Um, if like, if it's a brochure site where it's just a site where people are coming to get more information about your business, you might not be able to uh, quantify how many of those visits and hits is turning into legit leads and, and, and business, right? Uh, but if you are if you have an e-commerce website and you're selling items and, and things like that, you know, you might be able to see more traction and more uh, be able to identify, you know, the cost that you've invested in, how it's paying for itself. So depending on the route, you know, you could invest in a website where you're not really seeing any major investments or returns, excuse me, and you might feel, you know, some sort of way or, you you, you know, you can go the e-commerce route and say, okay, well, here's my return. Uh, I will say... Just because it's not an e-commerce site doesn't mean you, you're you not able to track the leads, but you just have to think a bit more strategically on how you are tracking uh, success of this website in regards to your business in the bottom line, right? Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so how, how much are you willing to pay for a website, Sean? Oh, man, that's a rough question. <laughs> I'm going to dance around that and not give a specific number. Give a range, give say. a range, give a range. <laughs> I will say um, I'm not willing at this stage of any of my personal business ventures to pay more than five hundred dollars for a website. Oh I don't my think. God! I'm the, a, next time I see you, it's on site. You are. <laughs> I just think the value in it for what I'm doing personally, like five hundred, <laughs> is, is 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 my is my cap right there. Okay. I don't think, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Oh man, he's undervaluing. <laughs> but no, but you know, yeah. again, it's for everybody's nah, business. Exactly. Right? So if you're if you're in a business where you need to get qualified buyers through your website, that's a different. That's a totally different scenario than I'm in. So I mm-hmm. think that it, it requires a bigger investment, especially right. if you want it to be a high quality website. No, mm-hmm. so. no, nah, nah, for sure, for sure. It definitely, it definitely ranges. Uh, the range of websites is really going to depend on the needs and what you're looking for and what you need. You know, you're going to have immediate needs, short term. Uh, long-term needs i will say you know if you're looking for a very simple just my digital presence is up there you know 500 isn't necessarily the worst uh <laughs> the low the lowest of low ball costs uh associated but i would definitely say for me i would say you should expect to spend around a thousand and up depending on what your needs are right you can definitely get yeah. them for around 500 and there's many platforms that's out there that does make website building uh, easier for you nowadays, you know, you got all these platforms, Squarespace, Wix, uh, you know, GoDaddy offer tools, pretty much every uh, web hosting company offers some sort of free tools um, to help, you know, get you on your way. One thing I would say about that is, you know, uh, those those are still tools and you still got to know how to use those tools. So, uh, you know, if, if you go those route, that route, you know, by all means, it's go for it but be mindful that you may jack some stuff up you know and you might still need to circle back and call someone who may be a bit more experienced on those platforms and so forth but in regards to cost and what sean say let's we'll say 500 and 500 and up 
right? But I don't know which I, I need to see Sean's website when he <laughs> get his. Right. <laughs> it may not be up to the uh, to your standards. You I know, mean, listen. But... I mean, you know, we all have our journey and our past, and how you know, as a business, the goal of the business is to you know minimize costs, right? So no, no, no knock on you for that, you know. And I, I mean, shoot, no knock on it at all. I've I've done five hundred dollar websites and and whatnot, so you know, it's all part of the game. So what else would you uh, consider when you are uh, started starting your business? Um, so I. I was just trying to think of some of the fixed costs, like the okay. stuff that everyone's going to kind of, uh, maybe not everyone, but most people across the board kind of have like, okay. uh, you know, uh, whether it is, whether it is your email account, right. For your personal, um, for your personal, uh, business, mm-hmm. um, or whether it's your, you know, this doesn't apply to everyone, but like your Dropbox account, that's something you're going to pay for monthly. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the bill for your, whatever's powering your machinery mm-hmm. that's making your product, you know, just the things that are fixed that equipment. are never going to change. Yeah. Yeah. Equipment costs, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the next thing I had in mind. Right. So I would say, you know, to be quiet, I would, but it's funny you mentioned your emails and all of that as a different cause. For me, I would put that all under your website services. Mm, okay. That's so, fair. That's true. You know, that cause, uh, cause you do tie it back to that domain. So right. it all, it's all part of the same process. Mm-hmm, that's true. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if we need to break it down, line itemize it for the accountants, you know, for sure. Uh, equipment definitely need to take equipment into consideration, right? Uh, for your respective industries, that equipment can cost low. It can go high. You know, I know for the trucking industry, I mean, it can get a little costly, right? Um, you're trying to start a trucking business and we'll, we'll actually I want to circle back on that as well because it leads into some other stuff but if you are more of a you know a service provider regardless whether you're a content creator or videographer video editor you know your equipment costs may really just boil down to like your laptop some microphones and some lighting equipment right so it definitely varies across the board but regardless you need to make a uh a budget for the equipment that you'll need. Know the equipment that you'll need. Know how much it'll cost. Um, doesn't necessarily need to be fresh out the box and new. You know, use products, especially with, uh, you know, a lot of digital items and, and technical stuff. You can probably get a little refurbished and things like that to get you up and started. All right. Yeah, definitely. So any, any cost that you can uh, lower is going to be essential. Right, right. Um, let's see, I had something, we, we kind of wanted to jump on it a little bit earlier, but it's all to the good. Uh, where do you rank the cost of, of incorporating your business or setting it up as an entity? So that's, again, that's a tough one. And I'm gonna give my personal stance and say, that's just for me, but I think it's something that you just need to get out of the way because mm-hmm. you're going to have to do it. If you have a growth strategy and you want to get to a certain level, you're going to have to do this regardless. So either you do it now in the beginning when you're first doing all your um, starting of the business, just get it out of the way or you do it later on. But you just you just do it in the beginning so you don't have to worry about it anymore. So mm-hmm. however you're incorporating your business, whether it's an S-Corp, LLC, whatever it is, just setting it up in a way where you can do it and not have to worry about Okay, um, one good example I'll use is Facebook recently. They set out a bunch of grants um, for, for small business owners, mm-hmm. but you had to be incorporated for at least a year, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're in a position where 
you started a, a merchandise business and your t-shirts are selling off off the rack now and you have all this money you want to use that facebook money to invest in advertising mm-hmm. to expand your reach as a product company as a merchandise seller if you're not incorporated for over a year facebook's not going to give you that money mm-hmm. you didn't meet the requirements even if you have a great current presence, right? You could be having great numbers, but they don't have that year-long proof of you being incorporated as a business. You mm-hmm. kind of shot yourself in the foot. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you did, and you, you don't necessarily have uh, a bunch of sales, you can use that grant to increase your sales possibly. So mm-hmm. that's just my personal uh, opinion based on my experience with it, though. So I don't know how you feel about that. I am, uh, I am pro- you know, getting incorporated or setting up your LLC or whatever business entity you're going to set up. I am pro setting that up uh, as soon as possible and early on in the process, you know, and uh, taking on that cost. Not necessarily for the reasons you just described. Um, really, I think for me, it's it's a it's a good tool. It's a good motivator to keep yourself going for your business. So, for instance, uh, what, is the, what are the costs associated with uh, incorporating and so forth? You can you can incorporate and set up your own entity for your business on your own, right? You fill out the paperwork and all that good stuff, send it off to the state's department, and you're good to go. Uh, or you can go the route of getting someone prepare it, uh, you know, a legal Zoom or an accountant. And so to get incorporated and set up an entity for your business, it's anywhere between four hundred to you know upwards of a thousand dollars to get it done, right? Now I will say. Um, I went I, I went two routes. First time I set someone up, I did it on my own uh, with the assistance of Jackie. Shout out to Jackie helping me set that up. But it was laborious. It was it was it was kind of a headache. It was definitely a headache. But I went to do it right, and I, I set it up and so forth, and did everything. And the paperwork was set up. Um, but it was it was a lot of back and forth. And I knew when I was going to go the second time around. I don't really want no parts of that of that process. It goes back to the what we talked about earlier of doing everything from scratch so you can know, but you know, you're not at the mercy. So second time around, went straight to the accountant, huh? This is the name, do what we need to do, call me when it's ready and it's set up to go. Right? But speaking to your point about the why, it's more of a mental motivator, I would say, for me. Because when you set up these entities and you set up the business, um, one now you gotta you gotta go because you've paid for this to get set up right uh and eventually you're gonna have to pay taxes on this whether you make money or not right so the incentive to motivate me is like well i don't want to pay taxes on something that's just sitting here i've already paid to get it incorporated i already paid to set up this entity now i'm about to start paying taxes and it's not doing anything let me go ahead and get get some business started so it can pay for itself right that's interesting. So yeah. it's uses it as a motivator to uh, for progress in your business, and mm-hmm. you know, just the flip side of that is, you know, serial procrastinators. Mm-hmm. That might be a deterrent. It's like, man, I don't want to incorporate, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then it sit there for a year, and I've wasted my year. So I'm gonna just wait. So yeah. it's just funny that perspective that you brought into. Ah, it, so. Yeah, I would definitely. I I was like, no, nah, we're not doing this. And you know, for me, it was a trial and error learning lesson. But I I say, you know, I'm definitely. Uh, in the place where I'm, I come from the perspective of do it sooner than later. Because what happens is, well, I just think, you know, you kind of just keep kicking a can down the road if you're really going to try to start a business up or not. You'll keep kicking it down the road. And I feel like if you need a, if 
If you need any type of motivator, paying that money to get your entity set up will definitely uh, put a little battery <laughs> in your back, especially when taxes come and you realize you're paying taxes on a business that hasn't uh, made any money yet, right? Right. So uh, that, and I will also say, not just as a motivator to make money so you don't have to pay taxes, I will also say, you know, uh, just personally, I noticed, again, it's a men another mental trigger, I noticed the mental shift in business and clients and how they would respond to me when I am uh, emailing them or sending them paperwork uh, from my business company as opposed to sending it from my personal email address. That's actually a really good point because yeah. um, I've noticed the same thing. And, and you know, once you have a, if you're sending it on behalf of a company or an organization versus, versus this individual, um, there is a different level of, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, maybe respect's not the best word, but a different level of importance they yeah. put towards your emails and mm -hmm. your correspondence, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I, I noticed that shift very early on. So I was like, well, it just it's, it was another benefit. You know, you send the invoices, the company name, you're paying, you know, you don't. I, you don't really get a lot of the razzle dazzle BS <laughs> happens when you're sending it uh, from your personal email account and so forth. So uh, take it. I, if if those those two benefits alone for me uh, was worth paying that as a startup cost, that, those two alone, right? And then like as Sean yeah. said, you know, just having that tucked away because you don't realize how much time will pass. Uh, before you're like, wow, I was already in business for three years. So then when these other programs or opportunities come along, you've already qualified. You, I've been in business X amount of years as an entity because you can be in business for 10 years. But technically, if you only did your entity one year ago, then, you know, these organizations only recognize that entity as one year. Right. Um, right. So you're actually putting value in all the work you're doing into your business. You're right. So right. that's a good point. Mm -hmm. You're... you're you're putting value towards your business. I've been incorporated for seven years, 10 years. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, now I'm in the black or whatever it is. So. Right. And it also leads to uh, other additional benefits such as, you know, uh, business credit. If you if you, if your business is the type that may need to take on business credit to expand and grow, you know, you've already had that history. If you're trying to open up or incorporate a year and, uh, excuse me, and you've only been in business for years, it is harder to get those doors open that you may need as far as loans and business credit and so forth. What else, what else are we missing in, in regards to consideration for startup costs? We kind of alluded to it, but taxes, um, filing oh. your taxes, oh, the yeah. cost, you know, <laughs> filing your taxes, that's a, a yearly expense. Yes. Well, they say tax and death, right? It's the only two things that's guaranteed in life, but right. uh, you definitely need to consider taxes. Now I will say, this is one area for me I'm just not playing with. I don't play with that. I don't, that's one area I've never had any interest in trying to do on my own. You know, um, I just go straight to my accountant, not even playing. So there will be, I just, I mean, I know there's a lot of people that will do it on their own, but it's just something I, I really don't have the patience for um, or the, the knowledge. It's not really my, you know, to itemize things and so forth. So, it is a cost that I've just accepted from day one. And um, yeah, I don't lose sleep over paying that cost, right? So when you are doing that and you're filing your business taxes, there's a few costs to, uh, to take consideration. One, you're paying the actual taxes that your business owes, right? And then the fee that you will have to pay your accountant to file your taxes on your behalf. 
So those are two costs that you have to take into consideration. All right? Yeah. All right. Uh, in regards to costs, now that that's a that's a you want to talk about broad. That's going to be a very broad. I would say you know now if you have if you're getting a family hookup, obviously you know you might not be paying to the extent that someone else may. But I'm just coming from a perspective of you and your accountant have a direct business accounting relationship. I think you may want to consider a range of cost to do taxes as well as paying your respective taxes and i'm coming you know from the state of new york uh for your business i think you know you may want to consider around a thousand twelve hundred per year and maybe a little high and maybe a little high but it definitely doesn't get much lower than that like you're not you're not uh going to uh h and r block and they you know getting the rate that they usually give you for personal taxes now of course you do have business, you have programs, you got TurboTax, you have the H&R Block. So you definitely have a whole bunch of programs that will do it for you, right? At a fraction of what I just mentioned. I mentioned, I quoted about 1,200, you know, you have all these additional programs. Obviously, this is about lowering costs for your business. So if that is the route you want to go, have a go at it. With that being said, you need to make sure your paperwork, your documents, everything just make sure you're keeping good records and you have everything on, on point with it. Yeah, because the government will come back for theirs. So. You have you've done your how do you do your taxes, Sean? Uh, same as you just said. I don't I don't take that on personally. <laughs> I outsource that. I'm not conf- confident that a that I may not miss a step or miss something, mm-hmm. miss a line that I'm supposed to die. And also, you know, when a professional may find loopholes and ways to save money that I don't even know about. So. Right. Like, I have no problem filing my own personal taxes. I used to be the king of that, TurboTax, all that. But the minute it got to the business side, like, take all that. I don't want, I don't want to um, have to deal with that. With that being said, would you disagree with my my cost, uh, you know, estimate or am I, am I in the same range? Is the price is yeah, right? No, you're in about the same ballpark, I would think. Okay. Um, that's just usually what it costs for yeah. a business. The, the cost, in some case, in some instances, the cost is the cost, right? Like, there's just no, yeah. there's not much room for negotiation or room to wiggle. And then, to be quite honest, that isn't really an area that I would even want to really be negotiating with. It's like, fine, call it a day, all right? I, I did want to bring up one item though that, and this is really just this can it really is going to depend on your business and what's and you know what, uh, what industry you're in. But business insurance, business insurance, and 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 associated insurances because uh, depending on your industry, you may need to get business insurance, uh, additional insurances. You know, depending on the sector and the market that you're in. And with that, you know, I can't, I don't really have an estimate there. That is just something that you're going to have to budget for and do your due diligence to see, does my industry, does the industry that I am um, necessarily trying to get into uh, lends itself where it's regulated to the point where I need certifications? Do I need certain licenses? Do I need insurance? Uh, Is this an ongoing cost? Is this a one-time cost? Is it an accent? Uh, excuse me. Is it essential? Is it optional? Can I put this off for later? But definitely certifications and licenses for your respective um, business. These needs to be thoroughly investigated and explored to see where does that put you at. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely a good one because then again, it applies differently to every business. But 
within, within those uh, categories you just outlined, mm-hmm. you know, one of those usually apply to some kind of business. Yeah, I mean, definitely for trucking, trucking industry, uh, food industry, you know, that's a whole nother area of startup costs, which also lends itself to, okay, rent to space, right? Uh, I think for me and Sean, since, you know, we're like digital nomads right about now, we can move as we please and we just need really a Wi-Fi. But for a lot of businesses, um, you know, rental space and or an office space is, you know, is essential to uh, to a lot of business. Maybe not now, but, uh, you know, in a lot of cases it is right. Like I have one partner who, um, you know, he invested in a membership to the Soho house um, so that he can take clients there for meetings and so forth. Right. So that for him, that is a, a startup investment uh, cost that he needs. That's integral to his business and maintaining his customers and his status right so it just it really varies and depends but you know some consideration for rental space depending on your respective industry that you're trying to start up in so that could be kitchen space you know that can be uh storefront space it it very it varies but it would fall under rental and space and office space advertising and promotion you know i'm not i'm not really sold on the only way to advertise is online and digital, actually. I am still a advocate of old-school uh, promotional tactics, uh, radio ads, um, um, television ads, you know, um, flyers, uh, street team promotions. I'm actually, yeah, I still like, uh, I still like and think a lot of the old-school traditional advertising methods uh, are still effective and impactful, you know. Um, it just depends on if those methods uh, are strategic and relevant to what you're trying to do for your business, right? Um, but regardless of why, how you advertise, whether it's online, in person, the fact of the matter is you need to advertise your business in some way, shape, or form. Um, that's really the fact of the matter. If nobody knows about your business, then then you're not in business, right? <laughs> so. How much would you allocate towards your startup cost for advertising promotion when you're starting a business, Sean? I mean, personally, I think that's one of the key tenets to a business is, mm-hmm. like you said, you're not in business if no one knows it exists mm-hmm. and you're not bringing in customers or prospecting. So mm-hmm. um, I would be as willing willing to go as high. I mean, are we talking per month, per year? I guess we could, we could keep it generic. I let's say per year. I think let's say per year. Per year? Mm-hmm. I think... Um, 1500 thousand fifteen hundred that range mm-hmm. makes sense depending on your business obviously but mm-hmm. you know you gotta invest the money to get it in front of the right eyes and that 1500 is gonna be going to putting it in front of the eyes of qualified customers people who are qualified to buy your product or service not just everybody not just everybody on your IG feed to know you have a business there's people who would actually want to buy so I think that's a, a reasonable number well, 1000 to 1500 that was a good point actually in, in regards to the qualified customers we don't just want people to look you know or so forth we want people that's going to look come and do business with us and purchase our service and goods so that is going to be very key uh you put 1500 I wouldn't, necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily disagree, but I do think uh, for certain businesses, you might even want to increase. I would be inclined to say you might want to consider up to up to about five Gs in advertising, about 5,000. 
and I know that's a little bit on the high end, especially if you ain't making no money yet. But I do think, um, you know, there, there, there's a case to be made, especially when you're starting early on, to invest. You say fifteen hundred, three thousand. It depending on the results from that, up to about five thousand. But I wouldn't necessarily uh, blink my eyes at that number for net, for advertising and promotion, depending on what your business is starting out. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, of course, you know, you got basic office supplies, right? You still, we, I guess that goes on the equipment, but I think a lot of you, you still need like pens, papers, receipts, ledgers, um, you know, just the day to day to run the business and operations, right? So that's actually going to be in a small part. You can go to little Staples, get a little business pack, you know, about $80 for the full year. Again, you might think that is, you know, something not really to consider, but a cost is a cost, especially when you are starting up a business, right? So, um, you know, I think that's that's a few of the things that we consider as far as a cost and, and what's associated whenever we're starting up our ventures and things like that. Of course, as you said, it really depends on your industry and what sector you're trying to get into. So, for instance, if you are, uh, you know, trying to start a software business, all of the costs that we've just mentioned you might have to multiply that, you know, by about 10, right? Um, as far as servers, you're going to have to, uh, for your equipment needs, you would need servers, storage, data, warehouse, all of those items, right? So obviously take it for what it is. It's not an absolute metric, but just things to take into consideration and the categories to consider for your respective business. Yeah. Yeah. I would also say one, one thing, and this is just on a personal, uh, perspective you know i usually hear these stories about um or you see these articles about you know start a business for free without any money and this that and the third and i just don't subscribe to that i don't (laughs) really subscribe to that uh can you start a business without any money absolutely absolutely there you don't need to start shelling out a boatload of money and so, so forth is that the norm and is that the best way of getting yourself out there and putting your best foot forward as you're starting a business? I don't necessarily think so. I don't think that means you go out and, and break the bank and, and, and do what you, you know, to get out there. But I really uh, would not advise anyone, you know, to come to the table thinking they're going to start a very big entrepreneurial endeavor without putting any type of money forward to get it started. Yeah, I mean... I hate to repeat myself, but you get out what you put in. So <laughs> if you're not again. putting Say anything into the business, <laughs> you're gonna you're not really gonna get much out of it, right? right? So And there are, you know, there are a lot of services out here that can offer you free versions to the things that we just discussed. So, you know, there's there's a free version to get a website. There's a free version, you know, for a domain name and and, and email accounts. There's 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 a lot of these services out here that where you can get the free version of things to get yourself up and running. Uh, and if that works for you, then by all means do it because the name of the game is to um, minimize costs as you're starting up. But just take into consideration how these things look and come off to the people that you're trying to do business with, right? And that's that's really, I think, you know, the point that I'm trying to make. You, some things you may be able to get for cheaper, some things you may not. But if do not, you know, I don't think it's wise to come to the table thinking that uh, you don't really have to put any 
skin in the game for your business to be successful from a financial perspective? Yeah, cutting corners is really only gonna is only a short term strategy. You can't cut corners long term. Right, right, right. All right. So uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's my spiel. That's that's my uh, take on you know some things that you need to consider as you start in the business. Again, this wasn't meant to be uh, an exhaustive, all inclusive list, but definitely some top level. Uh, top top of the mind items to think about. I think all the prices we talked about, nothing really went over like five thousand dollars that I recall. Yeah, right? I think I think if if we wanted to say from a low end, accumulatively from a low end perspective, uh, you're in the five thousand dollar range, and that's including like logo, website, you know, uh, email, accounting, uh, getting your incorporation, um, and so forth, and it can range in advertising and things like that. But, you know, on the higher end, you may think, you know, it may be around 10000 One thing I will say as well, so when people hear that 5000 or 10000 it can be a little off-putting. Like, oh, my God, I don't have 5000 right now to spend and start a business. You know, I'm starting a business so I can get $5,000, right? <laughs> Not put 5000 into it. Um, one thing I would, you know, just uh, advise, it's... It's not meant to be five thousand in one shot. Don't look at it as five thousand in one shot. It is five thousand as a whole, and not everything is going to get done and worked on at the same time. Take it in pieces, take it in chunks, and you know, take it from there. And eventually, you'll see you know things starting to be checked off the list. And then before you know it, you will have spent that amount of money, but it won't come as like such a gut punch to the stomach knowing that you put five thousand on on the table for a bit for a new business to start up. Yeah, that's the thing. It may it seems like a lie. You're like, man, like you said, I'm trying to get that. Right. Um, but then when you lay it out and you itemize it and you see what it's going into and the value you're getting from those things broken up, it may be a different perspective. And mm -hmm. you may you may notice it differently. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. So that's a wrap on this week's episode about the cost to be the boss and starting your own business. If you have any questions you would like us to answer on the show, shoot us a message on any of our social media channels or an email at questions at businessgrindshow.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share on Spotify and iTunes. See you again soon. In the meantime, keep, keep grinding. The Business Grind is for entertainment purposes. Opinions expressed are those solely of the host and guests. Please consult with a professional and exercise discretion before engaging in any business endeavors. I'm out here on the grind. I'm out here on the grind.